guys, welcome back to Marcus Aurelius's Meditations for Modern Life. And today we wrap up book two for Meditations because we're actually on the final passage. And interestingly, despite what I said at the start on episode one, we haven't actually missed anything yet either. That said, this final passage is pretty damn awesome because it's kind of a little summary, if you like, to the stuff that we've kind of covered so far. Now, before I go on, I just want to make you all aware of something. Now, if you're enjoying this show, as I can see that many of you are, um, don't worry, I'm not going to ask again to give ratings and reviews. Ah, damn, I just did. If you can do so, guys, that'd be bloody awesome. Thanks. (laughs) But what I am going to make you aware of is a new show in a very similar vein to this one that I've started doing with a friend of mine who's friggin' awesome guy, like great sort of coach, awesome person, really into his stoicism as well. So we get on great. And uh, in fact, I first met him when I did a speaking gig. Um, We shared a stage together. Um, Jamie, his name is Jamie Keeling, uh, then interviewed me for one of his podcasts a few years ago. And we've basically decided to put our heads together and do the follow-up to this show. Don't worry, this one's still carrying on. But guys, if you love this show, you will also love From Socrates to Marcus Aurelius, Stoicism for Modern Life. Effectively, you've got two minds talking on experiences, breaking down passages, and we're not just limited to Marcus Aurelius either. It's virtually any Stoic passage that we could turn up with in any episode. So, Go have a listen to the show. I'm sure you're going to love it. Anyway, on with today's passage. This is book two, passage 17. In a man's life, his time is a mere instant, his existence a flux, his perception fogged, his whole bodily composition rotting, his mind a whirligy, his fortune unpredictable, his fame unclear. To put it shortly, All things of the body stream away like a river. All things of the mind are dreams and illusion. Life is warfare and a visit in a strange land. The only lasting fame is oblivion. What then can escort us on our way? One thing and one thing only, philosophy. This consists in keeping the divinity within us inviolate and free from harm. Master of pleasure and pain, doing nothing without aim, truth or integrity and independent of others action or failure to act further accepting all that happens and is allotted to it as coming from that other source which is its own origin and at all times awaiting death with the glad confidence that it is nothing more than the disillusion of the elements of which every living creature is composed Now, if there is nothing fearful for the elements themselves in their constant changing of each into another, why should one look anxiously in prospect at the change and disillusion of them all? This is in accordance with nature. And firstly, how wonderful is in accordance with nature. His fame unclear. Because remember, this is somebody who at the time of his death was not considered or known as a philosopher. He was the emperor of Rome the largest empire around at the time. So he was effectively the most powerful man on the planet at the time of his death. Now, he wrote uh, meditations for himself 
and at the time would have had no idea that it would later be published and of course definitely no idea that it would be as popular as it is today and of course that's what he is known for more than anything else um so quite just quite an interesting thing to pick up on there now the first part of the passage is relating to what we've talked about with the perception of time and the understanding of man's place in the greater greater whole if you like let's think about this in the context of this strange land this strange land is effectively life it's not simply talking about the nature of earth it's talking more about life and humanity because all the things that we kind of most of the time tend to think about with our minds so talking on perception being fogged talking about um the uh sorry constantly being in flux of his existence this is basically to understand that we waste so much time in our mind by looking and analysing things and acting on things that are actually all like these figments of the human imagination. You know, we, we tend to end up sort of worrying about things, fearing things, and those things are not necessarily things of nature, they're things that we've created in society, things that are going to have no relevance once we're gone, okay? Now, if that's the case, and we are only here for this speck of time, in this huge universe, and we're one person in a speck of time, something that is billions of light years, like, yeah, who knows, large. <laughs> um, and in the existence of time, who knows how long exactly, you know, billions of years this universe may have been around. Was there something before? Is there going to be something after? Now, the reason I'm saying this is just for you to kind of imagine in your head our own relevance. His fame's unclear and the only lasting fame being oblivion, okay? Marcus is one of those who are still surviving today. Will we see, still be reading this in a thousand years, two thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand years? I don't know. Now, what he did with his life though is do things that are helping the world still today. And the reason for that is the time that he took away from the confusion of his mind, from his mind being fogged and actually try to see through the fog, try to understand where the fog came from. He spent time analysing himself, his own perceptions to things, his own actions, thinking about the things that he could control, using emotions as a signal. Why am I feeling that way? What's it telling me about me? What could, you know, what, what have I lost control um, over that's affecting my mind because I can control my mind so if I'm feeling an emotion what perspective am I missing you know am I, am I we talk about perception being fogged we often will sort of resent people for certain things you know so someone does us something harm or say something bad we instantly start resenting them rather than considering well actually why would they make that judgment you know perhaps there's actually more of a cry for help subconsciously because as I talked about before, if we're judging something, we're actually judging ourselves. Okay. We don't judge on things that don't, aren't important to us. You know, if I, if I went and sort of walked outside right now, I will probably judge how, if I go in a bookshop, I'll probably judge how they've set up all the philosophy books and which ones they have. You know, I'm judging something that's important to me 
but ultimately I'm probably judging myself for not having those ones that they may not have either. You know, so I'm actually like seeing that, that envy, which is causing me to make that judgment. The fact is I'm not going into a girl's clothes shop and judging them because they don't sell philosophy books. So consider that. Okay. Now, um, when he then moves on to, and what can escort us on the way? Philosophy. That's basically it. It's understanding. I am only here for this speck of time. Now, any pain that I feel, any pleasure that I feel is something that I am feeling myself and only harming my soul. Why am I feeling pain from something? Why am I feeling resentment? What is it in me that is not complete and not whole that is causing me to see that? Again, as I've touched on before, if you're resenting something, you're not seeing the other side. You're blinded by only seeing a certain perception. You're not seeing the positive that balances that out. You know, so again, we talk about something like... um, going through like a breakup or what have you and really struggling afterwards. If you hold on to resentment to that person, you will continue to struggle. That resentment will constantly hold you back. Instead though, perhaps have a look and analyze yourself because even if at the time you think those actions weren't deserved, you hadn't done anything to deserve it, you're kind of being ignorant because you're missing a great opportunity to improve as a person. What could you have done differently? But then the main point of this is to actually consider those past pains. What's happened next in your life? What about the best things that you may have now or the things that followed? Would they have come along without that pain you felt in the past? Maybe you're happily married now. Why would you hold resentment then to somebody who broke your heart in the past? Because that was partly life doing its course. Maybe you have kids. Had you not gone through that experience or any experiences of hurt in the past in relationships and what have you, or even as a child yourself, would you still have the same skills and ability to be a great parent now? You see, all those things that we go through in life, they're effectively preparing us for the next present moment. And all that we can control is us in that present moment. And when you're doing that, and you're living every day knowing that your time here is limited and knowing that everything is in accordance with nature and happens for a greater good, then you also start to learn that death is just the same. So rather than fearing it, rather than fearing growing old, you embrace it. Because one thing that I've noticed is as I've gone through life, Every year I get older, life gets better, you know, like I gather more and more wisdom, more experiences, and those experiences give me more knowledge, more ability to do what I love doing and sharing this stuff with you guys and helping people live better lives. And it's through the discovery of philosophy myself a number of years ago that actually led me to work through some of the most challenging things that I've been through to the point where a lot of the time now, hugely challenging things will happen that I know in the past would have caused me to lose my shit, excuse the language. (laughs) But now I can like see the positive, like balance those perceptions within a second. Because when you do really look back and analyze your life, you'll see that nature is trying to direct you. Unfortunately, 
we don't spend enough time actually analysing ourselves. We tend to have our perceptions and our mind fogged by what's going on around us. And it's only ourselves and our mind we can control. And it's wonderful what he touches on at the end. Because if you think about this, we are just a collection of atoms, electrons, protons, neutrons, quarks, what have you. You know, we're a collection of elements. Now, those elements have all come from the same place. We're all of the same stardust. We will probably all end up at the same place too. It's gra- gravity, may, the, unit, the, speed, the rate at which the universe is expanding is slowing. And that's probably due to gravity of all the elements. And over time, that slow will probably stop and slowly bring things back together. You know, so we may well all end up where we started from. Now, we don't sort of fear seeing water like changing change into steam or into ice. You know, we can make new elements through chemistry, combining elements to make something new or to separate something, to create something new. Elements change forms. Now, our human body is a collection of elements. The one thing we can control while we're here is how we perceive everything, okay? So our perceptions, our psyche, if you like, is something that is built up throughout our life and is influenced heavily by society. Most people don't sort of realise this. We, We presume certain things are normal, certain feelings are just there. Instead, if we analyse it, we can see different perspectives. And in doing so, some of the toughest things that you go through will not only become lead to the best things, but in knowing that because you've gone through that with all your previous experiences, because you spend time analysing yourself, you will actually deal with things in life much better too. Okay, guys, I think I've covered enough of this one. I hope that does uh, kind of sum up this pretty damn awesome passage as well. Um, so thank you very much for listening and of course just lastly again please do check out check out the new new show Socrates to Marcus Aurelius Stoicism for Modern Life and I'll be back soon with book three of Marcus Aurelius's meditations thank you guys thank you